What's happening, weirdos? (laughs) Welcome, weirdo. This is a great one. Again, we we just had an hour or so. Yeah. This is the only time we've gotten to spend together in the past couple days, so it was great. Yeah, it was great. We it was a short one, but we like get down to the nitty gritty right away. Right into the nitty gritty. Right, right into it. Uh, so I don't think it was wasted. You know, not not all of that bullshit. You get it up top. Usually there's thirty minutes of bullshit. <laughs> we trimmed a lot of the bullshit, but we still had a lot of laughs. That's true. And you know what? The laughs were sprinkled. I know you're already listening, everybody, but like we're selling it to you. <laughs> yeah. There were laughs throughout. Big laughs. Yeah. And good good psych, psychological stuff and spiritual stuff. So we're so excited you're here. Thank you for taking the time out of your week to yep. join us. We love it. We love doing this with you guys. And if you want to show your support of this always free podcast, try a Pete's Pick. Like... Pete's Pick. Like Sunday. The easiest, best, online, personalized lawn care system that I've ever used. I was never a lawn care person. I was just dealing with the summer. Dealing with brown spots, dealing with bare patches, pesky weeds, nibbling grubs. And like a lot of dum-dums, I was just like, well, there's not much I can do about this because, what am I, Bob Vila? Yeah. What is this? This old house? I can't do it. I'm not a lawn care guy. Enter Sunday. More than just a lawn care product, it's a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, safe for your pets, and the planet, and for baby Leela, which I love. I love using their GetSunday.com website. I went to GetSunday.com Put in my home address. I thought this was going to be something where they send somebody to the house. It's going to ruin my day. It's going to take hours. They do it all online with satellites. Their free lawn analysis tool took care of the rest in seconds. They use soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan. So Sunday gets you all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Sunday is made with ingredients you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can grow better and feel better about it. All I had to do when it arrived was attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. Leela loves that part, of course. Basically, it's as easy as watering my lawn, but it's giving it everything it needs. And in our case, we use the Mosquito Delito add-on because we have a mosquito problem. Boom. Neutralized. Easy. With no harsh, nasty chemicals that would also be bad for our dog. Boom. No more bugs. Love it. Lawn care used to take up my whole day. Now it takes less than 15 minutes. We even got our neighbors onto it. Their lawn's looking great. Their mosquito problem's neutralized. Best of all, it really works. My grass has never looked better. So, if you want to show your support of this podcast, let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this summer. Go to GetSunday.com slash weird for $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash weird. <laughs> Another newer Pete's pick. I'm so stoked to tell you about UE Fits. True wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears that are here to change how you listen to podcasts, how you listen to music, and most importantly, how well your earbuds fit. If you're like me, I have uh, slightly bigger ears. I can't find earbuds that fit. But boom, welcome UE Fits into my life. It's a personal molding experience. You put them in, 
You activate it with the app. You can feel them warm up with light. You can actually look in the mirror and you see the light shining that makes them harden to the shape of your ears. This company, Ultimate Ears, makes thousand, multi-thousand dollar professional earpieces for musicians and now they have this consumer model for us so you don't have to pay a fortune to get professional and custom earbud with incredible, incredible sound. I like to use it with my phone for phone calls. Obviously, I like to use it on walks and hikes and it's the only way I listen to sometimes movies when I'm watching alone and I don't want to let Leela and Val know what I'm up to or just listening to music and it sounds incredible. Uh, yeah, better. It's so helpful because I have. you have way too big of ear holes. I have very small ear holes, so it'll start hurting me after like 10 minutes yeah. and then sometimes lead to a headache. And I've never really been able to find... Uh, a remedy to that like there even the options that you get just it's never I didn't know there was a custom earbud but UE Fits are the world's most comfortable earbuds with premium sound and to Val's point all day comfort you get a guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds UE Fits will stay put when you're on the go but feel ultra comfortable so you can wear them all day long without pain or discomfort using groundbreaking light form technology UE Fits mold to the unique contours of your ear as I said you put them in can Connect to the app, watch the purple LEDs from your earbuds, uh, form your earbuds to your own unique shape. In Val's case, little. In my case, pretty big. With eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge, up to 20 hours with the charging case, UE Fits are perfect for listening to your favorite shows, like this one, all day long. Uh, before UE Fits, you'd have to spend thousands of dollars and schedule a frustrating, time-consuming procedure if you wanted premium sound and a custom-molded fit. But now, you can get earbuds that are precisely fitted to your ears in just 60 seconds for a fraction of the price. If you try them and don't love them as much as we do, no worries. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, plus free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. And you can show your support of the show. For a limited time, get 15% off your pair of UE Fits True Wireless Earbuds at ue.com slash fits. Just use promo code WEIRD at checkout. That's ue.com slash fits and use promo code WEIRD for 15% off and show your support of this podcast. Last but not least, I'm actually wearing my track pants or my lounge pants. They're not track Mm -hmm. pants. Uh, They're Star Wars. These are Star Wars me undies track pants. Lounge pants. (laughs) I fucked up twice. These are my lounge pants. They're my PJs. They're my around the house pants. I love them. They're made from micro-modal fabric, which is incredibly soft and breathable, which is helpful in these summer months. As you know, summer's coming. It's here, basically, in L.A. And for so many of us, it's the season of discomfort. It's hot out, and you could sit around in your underwear all day. You would. And MeUndies wants to make this the summer of comfort. They want you to know that if you want to sit around all day in your underwear, that's absolutely allowed. Get comfortable and express yourself this summer with undies in classic and bold colors and fun and adventurous prints like my lightsaber medley. (laughs) I'm going to say it's a lightsaber 
light lightsaber medley. I heard about MeUndies on another podcast. I realized I'm a grown man. I'm tired of having underwear that I'm not excited about, that doesn't look what I want it to look like, that doesn't feel like, what I, like I want it to feel like. So Val and I both, completely true, did a Top to Tails MeUndies overhaul, and we haven't looked back. And it's fun. MeUndies makes it easy to match, too. You can match your bottom half to your better half. Or halves. Yes, you can match your friends too. MeUndies helps you find matching pairs in a styling color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo. Because who doesn't want to have a secret twinning moment? MeUndies has a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free Hakuna Matata philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. So... To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. And show your support of this podcast. All right, guys. Enjoy Valerie Cheney, my guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> and your guest every day. <laughs> it was so fun. It, as always, it just made me feel better, more balanced, happier, more present. I loved it. Yeah, same. Thanks for doing it with me. Yeah. Ooh. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. <laughs> getting kind of hot. Now say it. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm walking home now. We only have an hour, so let's be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody. Um, it's me, Valerie Cheney. And it's me, the loud, the proud, <laughs> Pete Holmes. Wow. <laughs> I should just own it. You do own it. Oh yeah, I do own it. Yeah, you're I have fine. I have the receipt. <laughs> I know I'm loud and proud, and I have the receipt, <laughs> meaning I own it. What's happening, motherfuckers? <laughs> uh, we only have an hour, guys. Yeah, an hour, an hour and ten, an hour and five, maybe. Well, the hour. Then we got to record the intro, Val. Okay, look. Everybody, we only have an hour. We only have an Stop hour. Stop messing Get around. Into, shut the fuck up. Yeah, everybody shut, shut up. The fuck up. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're not talking to me, just to be clear. Not Valerie. I'm We're talking, talking to, to you. When you're not the making listener. any noise, which is why it's funny. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I like kind of talking like a parrot. Um. um okay. okay. Let's just like take our energy down a little bit. We okay. feel, we definitely feel a little rushed and it's making us crazy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> What is in your glass right now? It looks like beer, and I know that's not true. It's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're no. back on the drink. <laughs> I hated beer. Fucking beer. Oh, beer is so dumb. Fucking beer. You put a, a, a loaf of rye bread and some water and a Vitamix and a, and a shot of vodka. How about just the vodka? How about just the bread? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are such a true talent. That is us. I'm like, give me the vodka. You're like, give me that bread. I know. I also, like, kombucha? I get it. It's like kombucha. I, I don't love want kombucha. I don't like kombucha. You don't, I don't like want kombucha? To, nope. Don't want to drink yeast. Don't need it. Don't want it. <laughs> don't have any time for yeast. Love a sauerkraut. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I'll eat some funky ass. That is I'll eat so the uni- weird. I'll, I'll toss the universe's salad. I like some of its stranger tastes, but not yeast. Uh, and yeah. also, isn't yeast the thing that's always like, your body has too much yeast? Your body's imploding, yeah, it has too much yeast. But I'm not sure that 
kombucha has yeast, and if it does, it tastes I'll, like yeast. It can't have yeast because it's gut. It's gut healthy. It's good for your. A gut. lot of gut, gut healthy things. I don't like yogurt. Get out of here, yogurt. Yeah, I. You're definitely in the the minority here of somebody who doesn't like yogurt or kombucha, but does like sauerkraut. Sauerkraut and sour cream, which makes no sense. Yeah, because that is yogurt. I mean, Greek yogurt is sour, is cream. sour cream. I know. 100%. If you just gave me Greek yogurt and said this is sour cream, I'd be like, I Great, have done that. Dip a chip, dip <laughs> a chip in it. But I wouldn't need like a like I wouldn't have it like just in a little fucking R two D two shaped. Peel the little silver red lid off and and eat it just like a gross person. I feel like even if okay, you do love yogurt, eat it privately. Eat it alone, um, just like me in the crowd. You do not eat it, just privately. like me in the crowd. I don't you rock it, it at a party. Well, you rock it in our living room, and I always think that like my feet are smelling. <laughs> now we're now we're on the show. Or Leela has like farted, yeah. and then I look at you, and you got yeah. a jar of kraut going. Yeah. And at least yogurt has a very mild smell. Yeah, everything, it's mild. It's, yogurt is like a person at a party you don't want to talk to, that you get trapped and they start telling you about their groin rot. Once again, that, okay, I'll agree with that. And sauerkraut their is, grown, the, gro- their, sauerkraut like, is yeah. their groin rot. Yeah, I hear that. Sauerkraut is a guy at a party wearing a kilt playing the bagpipes. Who hasn't showered in yes, 11 days. Yes, okay. You know he's gross. <laughs> yogurt is like, you like ice cream? Yeah, I like ice cream. You like milk? I like milk. This is me when I was growing up. You like uh, you like uh, sour cream? Yeah, I like sour cream. Well, come on in. I'm dairy. I'm dairy. I'm dairy. You're like someone with bad digestion burping dairy. <laughs> That's what yogurt. You know is. what I will say. I think this and sauerkraut's this, nasty, but at least it's on. It looks you in the eye while it's disgusting you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I will say. I think this strengthens my argument. I don't <laughs> like yogurt. I, I love just this. Really hate sauerkraut. <laughs> There's a couple foods. Yogurt is one of them. Hard boiled eggs is another one. Yeah, you. Where were. if I see you eating that, <sighs> I go. That's the kind of person they are. <laughs> And it, goes, <laughs> and it goes back to kindergarten, first grade, the, the weird boy eating the hard-boiled egg. What, what are you doing? I know, but you were the weird boy eating sauerkraut. My mom did not pack sauerkraut okay, but you were in eating... my lunchbox. I wish she had, <laughs> but I'm glad she didn't because I would have had to be like, I guess this is, I'm Janos now Yeah, and I'm eating sauerkraut. Didn't you have some weird Lithuanian foods in your lunches, though? Not as much as you might think. You know what I remember vividly? What? Are the days when my mom, in a pinch, would put milk in my thermos. (laughs) And then it's sitting unrefrigerated. Oh, God. In my cubby until hard noon. And then, brother, you got a thermos of yogurt. (laughs) That that was my first experience with yogurt. Do you know that's how cheese was invented? What? Nobody set out to invent cheese. This is the the myth. They don't know if this is true, but this is one of the theories. Right. Is that if you put milk in a canteen, basically what my mom did, Mm -hmm. and then you traveled by camel across the desert... Brother, you got heat and you got movement. So that's what that's how you make cheese. You move, you slosh milk, and you heat it. I I, I believe some cheesemaker is listening, going, someone again minimizing what we do to a camel ride through the desert. Throw a brick of gouye 
scared of this motherfucker. I would be... If we have any cheese makers in the audience, please send us a free wheel. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, even when I was my strictest vig, which everyone knows, anyone knows who's paying attention, I'm a pretty bad vig. But if you take me into, like, a Parmigiano-Reggiano, uh, what is it, stable? <laughs> what do you call, like, a building fact- filled with cheese? Factory? Yeah, but it's on, like, one of those good food shows where a chef is like, oh, this yeah, is yeah, where yeah. I get my Parmesan. Warehouse. <laughs> and they cut it. My face, oh. and they're just eating it out of the wheel. Uh. I'm like, I, I can't. Like, like fuck you if you don't eat that. Because yeah. it's, it's already happened. It's yeah. already happened. If you have an issue with dairy farming, just you got to eat that Parmesan. And it's so salty. Uh, it's the nine volt battery of cheeses, sort of like your Gorgonzola, sort of like your blue. But Parmesan, Parmesan's like a sexy woman. Gorgonzola and blue cheese are like fat men. And mm. Parmesan's like, yeah, I'll fuck you up, but like in a sexy way. Like I have yeah. two samurai swords, and a, but I know how to whip you. And it's also like, I have many shapes. What do you want me to be, baby? You want me to be some, yeah. like, grated? Do you want me to be chunked? Do you, do you want, want me to sit on the table in a pizza place in Brooklyn? I'll still be good. <laughs> I've never been a parm- Parmigiano on, on pizza. pizza. We were really into that as a family. I like the texture more than the, the taste. The texture, you say? Like, yeah. you want to think like a like Chester Cheetah was a detective dusting for fingerprints yeah. on your pizza? <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in that. Oh, I'm not shaming. <laughs> no, I I'll, I'll stand by my snap judgment of people I see eating hard-boiled eggs. I just don't like it. There's something about it. I don't like it. Uh, two, uh, I'll stand with you when I say I understand the texture. Yeah. Because I, I like a... But pizza's already pizza. I know. You can't really improve upon perfect. <laughs> it's the same thing with garlic powder. It's the same thing with hot pepper. You're already eating pizza, Dan. Yeah. It's like driving, it's like Seinfeld's bet driving a car on the moon. You're already on the goddamn moon. <laughs> yeah. Now you got to drive around. <laughs> Just be on the moon. Did he say that on uh, driving cars on the moon with Oh my God. Cheese? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, comedians drinking Tang on a moon car <laughs> on the moon. Yeah. I think about that show. I know you do. I'd like to do it. But you know what? I actually checked in. I'm not saying I wouldn't love to do it, but something has shifted. Like, we're seeing different styles of showbiz life emerging. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely just seeing, like, a real line in the sand where, we, where some people are like, I'm going to eat the moon. <laughs> like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go for it big time. And fuck, fuck it if all that Eckhart Tolle stuff isn't, like, getting through. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, so you do comedians and cause... You get the coffee, and when it's done, it's a dream. It is gone. Did it ever happen? And that's the lesson you learn over and over. Mm. One of the great things about doing special things is you realize that that too shall pass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know I talked about it last time, but the comedian that was like, I'm going to be forgotten. I was like, that's that's the big lesson. That's uh-huh. the big lesson. And it doesn't matter. You can do comedians in cars. You can you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. In in a hundred years, people might, well, there might be some museums and stuff, but who cares? Yeah. Seinfeld will be dead. I was going to say people won't know who Seinfeld is. Yeah. In a hundred years, even if he's remembered, who cares? Yeah. I was replaying that conversation in my head today, and he was like, uh, this person didn't know who Warren Beatty was. I was like... 
What does that matter to Warren Beatty? Yeah. When he's dead, people won't know who he is. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? It's just such a silly bean. It's a silly bean. So anyway, I I did notice that I want to be on that show less, which I think ups my chances of doing it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably, right? When you let it go, it... it Right. Comes finally. Right. Yeah. I I really was thinking, that made me think like, impermanence is, oh, green tea. Green tea. I'm drinking green tea. Um, Impermanence is like kind of a thrill. Like, there is, even if you think of like basic standard thrill seeking, the, so like say you're at, you're on a bridge about to bungee jump or something. Yep. Like the the thing that makes that so thrilling is impermanent. Is that it's new, that your own life is at risk. Yeah. Is that you have That's no funny. idea what's happening. Thrill seekers basically have a gambling problem, but they're gambling their lives. Their own life. Exactly. Right. And so do shout out to my smokers. No judgment here, but like people that like really really heavy smokers or really really heavy eaters or really really heavy motorcycle jumpers it it is the same i'm actually sympathizing i'm saying it's the same energy you're playing with right which is in the pilot of Mad Men. it's the unconscious death wish which i see we saw with covid a Mm. lot uh i i know there are different interpretations but like clearly people were dying and some people were just like who gives a shit and like we're going out yeah and i understand there's a machismo there or a nobody tells me what to do there Mm -hmm. and there's also like i think an unconscious like who cares yeah who cares right (laughs) and that's what smoking or overeating or, or you know i i i'll concede to having moments where i'm just like this again, mm-hmm. this thing, this life. Well, I might as well eat a wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah. Because ugh, at least if I'm going to do this, yeah. I might as well be eating Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> I love that you're saying it's full name. Par- well, you better. <laughs> like I'm writing it a check. Yeah. <laughs> Can I write it to par- 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 Parmigiano Parmesan- Parmesan cheese? <laughs> That's my nickname. Oh if, I love if you're writing a check to Parmesan cheese, you have to write Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing a bit being oh, done right now. That is exactly what I find funny. <laughs> I know. But I have to, it's the kind of joke that goes at the end of a series of jokes. Yeah. And it has to end with... And it with, starts with, is this something? Well, that's a great start. <laughs> it's the only honest way to begin. Yeah. But then it ends with, and then you write a check to Parmesan cheese. You have to fill it out. I, I can't even do it. It's gone as soon as you start trying to save it. This too shall pass. That's it. Impermanence, baby. Impermanence. It really is this like, whew, like there's this great opening feeling when you can, when you feel safe, when your needs are met. If you're, if you can think of a time, I just was like last night sitting around a campfire with three of my closest friends laughing so much. So like I'm in the very connected, fantastic space and there is this like opening to life that feels really scary Mm. and sometimes it's not appropriate it's there is we talk about this all the time but expansion and contraction there is a time to to allow yourself to be a little bit closed and and focused more in inward but like if you are feeling safe if you are feeling expanded even that the like opening to life does take an element of like trust um 
and releasing and opening and surrendering. And like that can feel like a thrill that doesn't only ever feel bad. This is crazy that you're saying this because I know I've made a big stink about how one of my favorite, most titillating, most thrilling mantras, <laughs> mantras is thy will be done. Mm. Because you're saying whatever will be, will be. Mm. You're saying have at it. Yeah. You're saying let's go. And that is, you know, sometimes spirituality can sound so passive and so tranquil, like you're just a rock and the river's rolling over you. Mm -hmm. And that is sort of what it is. Yeah. But there's a thrill in just going like, who knows? While I was meditating, I was like, you don't know a cataclysmic event could hit the earth and destroy you right now. Yeah. But, But I'm leaning into that energy for the fun of it, for yeah. the life of it. The life of Not it. Not to bum right. me out. Absolutely. What could be more virile and like... That's it. Vital. It's electric. That. It's yeah. electric. Yeah. Wookie, 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 wookie. <laughs> and that's why I like that mantra. Sometimes it can feel morbid, yeah. but really you're, you're the guy, you're suddenly doing the same thing that the person jumping out of the plane is doing. Yeah. That's... I always say writ large on this podcast, but that's it. Writ large is jumping out of a plane. Yeah. You're saying like, I'm not in control. I'm never in control. Mm. That's why I had that bit. It never worked that well, but people are afraid of flying because an airplane might crash. I was like, but we're all stuck in these airplanes, meaning our bodies. Yeah. There's no, there's no like safe place. There's statistically safer places, Mm -hmm. but everything is right on the knife's edge. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. That's to me sort of the cure to my style of depression. Mm. Because my depression, as I just said, is this again? Yeah. What are we going to read a magazine? Fuck this shit. Mm. Next thing you know, I'm eating a wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just trying to go, it's so boring. Mm. I'll create my own, not novelty, but indulgence. Yeah. I'll at least touch everything that has a sensor on it mm. and just at least feel as good as I can. Of course, that's fleeting and then that's depressing and then you feel bad mm. that you ate a wheel of cheese. But I really think the real juice is reminding yourself that you are on the knife's edge yeah. of what's happening. Yeah, This is it. This is as new as it'll ever get. Mm-hmm. And that's that's super exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I also can relate to if anybody's listening and they're like, this is not helping me. <laughs> this is not helping me. Uh, I can also relate to that, that sometimes that is just too much to think about and very scary. And, and there is like definitely um, a safety in being present as well. It's not only a thrill and like, you know. I understand. Yeah, you can be the rock with the smooth water mm, running over you. Absolutely. And, and that, I mean, most of the people that are into this stuff are very calm. Yeah. But I was listening to um, A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle's book. I really recommend listening to Eckhart Tolle's books. Either one. There's A New Earth and there's a power of, The Power of Now. And what I've been doing is 10 minutes in the morning, Mm -hmm. just listening to it. And he's like Richie Rohr. He's one of these people that it only takes 10 minutes. Yep. He'll say something. Because both of those teachers are expressing kind of the same core thing over and over in different ways, in different areas, with different words. But it's always the same inner tone. I can't really explain it. Absolutely. You mean... 
as each other or just always their own Oh, not same. as each other, not as yeah, not not necessarily. As I was going to say as each other as well. Like, it is. I mean, it is incredibly simple. Yeah, it's, re- these these are homeboys. It's one truth. Yeah, they take like the core truth, and then they kind of filter it through their own lenses, which varies for sure. But we know Rich, Richie Rohr quotes Eckhart Tolle a lot. Totally, and, like is definitely informed by him. And as we were talking about the existential kink, or it's actually just called existential kink. Her name is Caroline Elliott. She quotes, or, or she enjoys Eckhart Tolle in that book as yeah. well. Anyway, I was listening to it. I actually shot something yesterday. It was so fun. I was with uh, Matt McCarthy and Baron Vaughn and Naomi Ekpurigan and Allison Becker and riffing and a new guy I met named Sonny. I, I hadn't met a new guy and he was so funny. <laughs> Sorry, Sonny, I didn't get your last name. But and working Sunny with Orange. Sunny Bunny, I think. It's Sunny Bunny. <laughs> Sunny Bunny Buns. I think it's Sunny Bunny Buns. So his last oh, name okay. is Buns. Okay, Sunny Buns. And it's with a Z. <laughs> uh, it's actually Z U N Z, but it's pronounced Buns. <laughs> this is what insanity sounds like. Uh huh. So it was so fun. And then that morning on the drive in, I listened to it, uh, to Eckhart Tolle. And he, he's just making a very simple point, but he's like, if you see the present moment as an adversary, mm-hmm. it will be an adversary. Yeah. It, it sort of responds, and brother, do I see that. Yeah. You see people who, when oh. they speak, all they're telling you is their veil, the veil that they're looking uh, at reality through. Huh? They're telling you how much COVID freaked them out. No, no offense, COVID freaked me out at times too. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this and that, I'm afraid of this. Afraid, 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 afraid. And you're just like, Whoa, this is interesting. Then, one actually, Sunny, we talked a little bit. He's a Buddhist. We talked about Byron Katie. This is a random person in my life yeah. that the universe is just sending me this little cosmic wink. Oh. Of all the people, I'm talking to someone about Byron Katie in the 10 minutes we worked together. I was like, wow. this is dope. This that is, is so dope. dope. When you find, when you meet a new person that you like immediately and that you find you have so like some key things in common, it's such, it's one of my favorite feelings life that has to offer. That is what I got where I was like, I don't know why, but I love you immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think I was picking up on a, a stillness, like an yeah. inner stillness that he had. Yeah. Because of the way he was improvising, it was very edge of the knife. Mm. So he made a joke. He said, my wife says when people say, are you a UCB person? You should say, no, I'm a Buddhist. Mm. And I laughed. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. good improvisers. When we saw Eckhart Tolle speak, he hadn't planned it. Yeah. He always was just like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then he would just, <laughs> just go off. He'd yes and himself. Yeah. He'd yes and the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so obviously, I think it is obvious, like a spiritual feeling, yes and. And that's the mantra that we have. It, one of Richard's books is called Yes And. Yeah. And that is the mantra. So his point in the talk, was, or in the chapter, was make the present moment your friend. Mm. And I was like, I've just been doing it in all the usual situations putting lee down Mm. or maybe i'm doing something that i don't want to do like i'm thinking of all the ways that i could be better spending my time or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. and i'll just go no the present moment's my friend yeah like moana the ocean's a friend of mine yeah and the ocean the ocean you mean that tumultuous insane thing filled with sharks that's like the moment yeah it can also be tumultuous it can also be filled with sharks Mm -hmm. but you give it this 
you you give it this good foot. Mm. And I even now I'm saying, this is my friend. Yeah. This is my friend. Yes. We can't apply yes. it to circumstance. That doesn't mean this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You're going to get all the things. I'm going to do comedians and cars getting coffee. I'm going to do... You know what's a better guest spot to book? The fucking present. Being friends with that. Absolutely. Because I- what am I waiting for? Sorry. What no, are you going to say? I'm waiting to be with Jerry Seinfeld in a small car to be yeah. happy. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Absolutely. I feel like there is a... It's really just like, can I, this is a question I've been asking myself often. It's like, can I invite a tenderness into this moment? Like the word tenderness is so loaded for me because I, I, first of all, this is one I wasn't intending on going down this road. So I don't want to forget what I was saying. But, um, I remember we both saw a great hypnotherapist, Cynthia Morgan. She's fantastic. I think she, she has some online, yeah. Yeah, she um, she did a, a core negative belief uh, session with me, where you know she she kind of takes you into that relaxation space, and then but you're you know you are still there. You I I remember all of it, um, but then she asks a series of questions that get you. It starts with like. The problem is I'm, and then you say, you know, and I I think I probably said scared. Mm. And she was like, I'm scared because I'm, and then you like keep going down and down and down until you get to this core belief. And I think that, I think mine was I'm weak, but right before that it was I'm too tender. And I remember her noting that, and we were talking about it afterwards, and she's like, it's interesting that you used the word tender kind of with a sense of, of uh, negativity, because I would see that as a very positive thing. Mm. And so I definitely have something with this word where it's like, I feel too fragile for life. I, I don't have enough grit. I'm too affected by things. I'm too small and tender. And I'm trying to reclaim that word. And it's a word that Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock use often. Mm. And, um, but you're just kind of, uh, I'm shifting where the tenderness comes in. So uh, in your example, you are, you are having tenderness towards the present moment as it is. Yeah. You are allowing it in. You're being absorbent. You're being open. Yeah. And it's we, surrender. It's surrender. Yeah. And we, there's something about the choice to be tender that we're, changes everything. We're back to the kink. Yeah. Getting hot wax dripped on you stinks unless you're like, hey, would you drip this hot wax on me? And there is a kink. Yeah. And that's the excitement to saying like, let's go, baby. Yeah. What is this? So when you're talking to some weird guy at a party mm. and you go, what a weird dream Yeah. that this is what's happening, it becomes sort of exciting. You that's You right. say yes to it. You go... I'm talking to this guy? Yeah. Whoa. And it doesn't have to be enthusiasm. It doesn't have to be like ener- like I'm talking right now because I just had a green tea, but like energized excitement, like everything's cool. I'm talking yeah. to a puppy right now. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. It can be more the man the band morphine. It can be more low key. It can yeah. just be like, whoa. It also can be find the tenderness wherever it is authentic. So if you're like I am really suffering right now. I don't feel tenderness towards this moment at all. Uh, find tenderness towards your 
uh, resistance to be tender to the moment. Mm. Like wherever what a guitar box is, whatever is on top. Like mm. wherever you can that's meet great. It, that's where you that's the entry point, and you'll find a softening that happens layer by layer. Um, but this element of choice came up yesterday because I, I woke up and I hadn't slept well and I got my period a few days early. I feel like I tell you guys every month when I'm on my period, but it's just so prevalent to whatever I'm going through and, um, irrelevant. But anyway, I, you didn't say irrelevant. You said, or relevant. Yes. Or (laughs) relevant. Irrelevant. (laughs) I just thought it would be too harsh for you to say and not have me go, that's not irrelevant. Yeah. No, I I appreciate it. No, it's extremely relevant, actually. Um, So I was, like, making coffee and was just feeling really shitty. And I was noticing, so so a Buddhist idea uh, is that we have our primary experience, uh, talking about feelings here. So you have your primary experience. We tend in the West to use emotions and feelings interchangeably, um, but it's a Buddhist concept to have kind of a distinguishing... uh, Demarcation. Thank you. Between the two. So you have your primary (laughs) experience, which is your feeling, which is pleasant, non-pleasant, or neutral. Um, And then you have the secondary experience, which is sort of your feelings about having that feeling. And that kind Mm. of becomes your emotions. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? That was Eki Tolls too. Yeah. He was like, he's like, it's all time. It's all stories. And there's a feeling. And then it's always the narrative you add to the feeling that creates the suffering. Yep. Mm -hmm. And whenever he's talking about it, I'm like, He's absolutely right. Well, 100%. And maybe I I might have quoted this last week, and I certainly will next week. (laughs) Like, it's just going to keep coming up. I love it. But, like, neuroscientists... We read Wild Geese. (laughs) You do not have to be good. I'll hear it every week. I'll hear it every week. I wish I knew the whole poem. I would have said it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Um, But... I'm losing it. It's slipping away. What was it? Emotions, feelings. It's the story you add. Uh, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, it's the story you don't suffer if you don't add a story. It's adding the narrative. Yeah. Oh, so neuroscience has found that if if thoughts aren't, I don't know how they found this, but if thoughts aren't involved, emotions last no longer. Usually about fifteen to thirty seconds. Uh, but no longer than 90 seconds. No, you did say that last week. Yeah. And I, this past week, was applying it. Yeah. And that's the best thing I could say to you. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. complimenting you saying that. And you should keep saying it's that. It just keeps coming up for me, too. Obviously. And I would have, you have it like a ball of, it's so important. It's so important. So important. But like, it really is the ego that collects those narratives mm-hmm. because it strengthens it. Yeah. And and it, we're back to show business. It's like if I'm on comedians and cars, that's just more info mm. that I that my ego can use to define itself. Yeah. And we could have a psychological chat and I'm all for it to having like a healthy sense of self mm. that helps you operate in the world mm-hmm. and helps you feel kind of grounded because we don't always want to be just floating in a black hole. That's that has its value. It's not a flaw in the system. I like that I can quickly go. This is what Pete is. In fact, the more quickly and clearly I can say this is what Pete is, the more quickly and clearly I can step away from it and go, look at it. There it is. Yep. But a lot of us get into the game of going like, well, that's that. I was just thinking about like 
super rich people. Mm-hmm. So when you're super broke, when you're struggling, uh, you have your level of suffering, mm-hmm. and like you're, you have to pay your rent. That was a big one for me. How are we gonna? The rent was big, mm-hmm. or a medical bill was big, or we need an air conditioner. Like these, yeah. these are normal things. So what happens? When you have, we have friends that have lots and lots of money and and we have money, like we're, we're privileged in that way. Mm-hmm. It's tricky when, uh, or it's not tricky. What's interesting is a lot of times you just upgrade your problems too. Oh, 100%. you upgrade your kitchen, yeah. you upgrade your problems. Yeah. Now it's not that you don't have friends. You don't have the cool friends. Yeah. You want the famous friends. Yeah. Sure. You liked my tweet. But did Tim- Timoteo Chalamando like it? <laughs> oh, my God. Did Timoteo Chalamando enjoy it? You are being a dad right now. <laughs> I know it's Timothy. But I always yeah. I throw it's Timothy, right? I don't know if it's Timothy or Timothy. I feel Timothy. like you said Timothy once. And I was like, is it that? I think it's Timothy Chalamando. And I'm picking him it's because... It's Timothy Chalamet. He is the coolest. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy where you're like, what is this? Your thousandth time on this earth? How yeah. are you so effortlessly cool? Yeah. But like that can cause suffering. Yeah. Oh, the people that like me, it's just this fucking guy. Like I want Timothy Chalamet. Or right. what I'm saying, and, and Eckhart Tolle makes the same point. Yeah. You think when you're in the big fancy house and it's paid off, you'll be happy, but then you're worried about it burning down. Yeah. Or you're worried about getting that summer cabin. Like it never stops until you stop it. Yeah. That's the last. It never stops until you stop it. So that's my comedians and cars bre- breakthrough. Mm. It's f- why I'm screaming, fuck that shit. Yeah. Because it happens, it doesn't happen, like, or a meteor hits the earth. Like, who, what are we doing? Yeah. Focusing on the court gesture, a jester, mm-hmm. who is basically our ego, who's just juggling mm-hmm. and whipping his dick around and farting mm-hmm. and, like, really trying to convince the king mm. that that's the show when the real show is in the throne, baby. Yeah. It's the big picture. It's the soul. It's the awareness. It's the, it's the big game. Yeah. That, that doesn't change, that isn't born, that doesn't die, that is eternal. And you have a passport to it. Mm-hmm. And it's called the moment. Mm-hmm. And we're going like, yeah, but if I was on Comedians in Cars. Mm-hmm. Lies. Lies. And-, <laughs> and you can, you know, you can have like a tough love relationship like that with your ego. Or you can um, enter the tenderness into that into your ego that it is just trying to make you feel safe the way that it knows how and it's trying to protect you that's right and it's trying to orient you into this very nebulous strange existence what a friend what a friend Absolutely. i don't dis- i don't disown it and yeah, this is this is what eckhart says is as soon as you are noticing the ego it no longer has you right and tara brock says that about everything she's she literally said Whatever, and unless you, whatever you are not noticing has you trapped or something like that. I might not be getting the last part right, but it's, and that's very existential kink. Like it's really just about noticing. And then all of a sudden there is that space where you are no longer identifying with it. Right. You are, uh, you are observing it and you can have... It's hard. You can't really have tender. If, if okay, so if I am feeling anxiety, and I am identifying, this is my anxiety. I'm telling the story of like 
All the times before this that I've felt anxiety. I am such an anxious person. I always feel this way. I always will feel this way. I am so identified with my anxiety or with the anxiety that I cannot find compassion or tenderness towards it Mm. because I am it. Mm. But if I can notice the anxiety all of a sudden and I see my frantic behavior and I see my mind trying to organize it and I see my poor body reacting to it, that just creates just like this little gap of gap of space where then like some tenderness can start to enter Mm. and make the gap bigger and and like flood the system with love i want to echo that because when i'm noticing the court just just gesture (laughs) i want to say court gesture a court gesture is this hear ye (laughs) that's a court gesture nice is when I can go, there's the thing that wants to be on comedians and cars and does, like I can be, I can get real honest, does want everyone to kiss your ass and think you're the king and special. It's the gap and the love that starts to actually help you dissociate. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it doesn't always, I know I talk in comedy words here, mm-hmm. but it can be tender. It can yeah. be loving. Yeah. And I always go back to thinking, when I was a real heaven and hell, if you don't pray this to Jesus, you're going to go to hell Christian. Mm-hmm. The the therapy helped me realize that lo- it wasn't just looking at porn that I was addicted to or, or felt hooked by. Yeah. It was the guilt afterwards. Yeah. It was the hiding, the deleting the cache, deleting the web history. Mm-hmm. All of that mm-hmm. was a little ritual yeah. That I liked. Yep, Even the course. part that I didn't like, I was liking. So that's what existential kink is. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, having a little bit of... It's okay, Pete. I love you and I see you. I see that part of you that wants to do comedians and cars. But if I'm over here, things start changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they... what changes is your relationship to it. The desires may never change but your relationship to those desires completely changes, which then changes everything. Right. Um, I want to go back to the point I was making because I think you'll really love it because we have this sort of in common. Um, But yes, yesterday I woke up like feeling like shit and I could feel that primary feeling of just like feeling kind of groggy and gross in my body and uh, just not feeling well or motivated. And then right on its heels comes the secondary feelings of all my feelings about feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel this way? This is going to ruin the whole day. I hate feeling this way. Um, like, am I? how far is this going to go? Am I just going to start feeling worse and worse and worse until I can't pull myself out? Like, it just is a whole spiral, a very familiar spiral. And I was able, and, and I'm not always able to in this moment, in that moment, but I was able to pause, which Tara Brock also says that that all healing begins with a pause. Mm. Um, I was able to pause and recognize that that's what I was doing and find relief in impermanence, being like, wait a minute, nothing lasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this will pass. And because this is why it's relevant that I was on my period, I think that made it easier to have compassion. Like if you have a cold or something, you know to take care of your body 
when really that's just always true. <laughs> like, right, right. Always love and care for your body as if it were sick. Um, but I was able to go, oh, oh, body, you're going through so much right now. Okay, what do you need from me? Do you want to go for a walk? Hmm. Do you want a cup of tea? Do you want to lay down? I was planning on putting my desk together. I was like, forget that. We're not doing that. Mm. <laughs> and that felt really loving. Mm. Um, and the the key here is that I was doing that, obviously, from a very loving, tender place. If I hadn't paused and shifted kind of the focus of that, the external might have looked the same. But the intention would have been different. So I would have been like, I don't want to feel this way. What can I do to fix how I'm feeling? Should I go for a walk? Should I make a cup of tea? Should I lay down? But it, so it w- it's maybe all of the same ideas and it might externally look the same. But instead of going from a place of I am how I feel is a problem and I need to fix it by doing all of the right things. Yeah. I am doing it from a space of... Um, this is what's happening. This is how I feel. So allowing it and then being like, how, how can I be with this? How can I mm. support myself through, through this while I'm here? And that's also a surrender and a yes. It's a surrender and it's wise action, which I talk a lot about the two wings of mindfulness, which is one is receptive. So just allowing what is to be as it is. And then from that place, taking wise action, which is so important because especially if you have a history of trauma um, and are dealing with any kind of PTSD, it can, if you just have the allowing piece, it can feel so overwhelming. They're like, so I just have to like allow life to just knock me all the hell around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And really it's like you allow that as much as you can and as much as feels safe. And then you sit, you ask yourself. So the questions, if you want, if it's, it's helpful, um, are, uh, what am I experiencing right now? And then how can I be with this? What, or what does this need from me? And it just gives you an element of choice and it's not an element of control, but there is, um, an action Mm -hmm. to it. So it's not completely passive. It's, it's active. I love that. I have so many thoughts on that. You're reminding me of like a lot of, I won't name names, but a lot of male, name names. Come on, honey. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, no, but a lot of male self-help people mm. that I can enjoy are like surgeons. They're like, let's open it up and cut it out. Yeah. And you, it's like, and a lot of men in general can be like surgeons and not all women but I'm hearing like a very homeopathic, mm. like, but let's not, you say homeopathic and you're like, I don't want to take radish root if I have, if I'm losing vision in one eye, yeah. I need help, you know, yeah. let's not, but like a better example might be like holistic, holistic. And like in Sweden, if you're sick, you get a month off because they're, they're aware of how stress can uh, exacerbate an illness. So, of course, you get a paid month off. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they, they, I wish I had the numbers, but, you know, their happiness is way through the roof, way better than ours, and their health is way better than ours yeah. because they understand these homeopathic, these holistic 
approaches. Yeah. And uh, over here, I, this is not, I love Tim Ferriss. He's incredible. And I remember reading um, something that felt very surgery, like, let's fucking do something about it. Mm. But I, it's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. And it's in the four-hour body. And it was like, well, what if, you, what if you do eat something you shouldn't eat? Like, what if you eat a cupcake mm-hmm. and, like, you fuck up? And it's like, uh, you're going to want to drink eight ounces of grapefruit juice and then do squats for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, because that's going to activate this system and it's going to start burning those calories, those sugar calories and get you out. And like when I read that, I was like, this is exactly what I want. Someone like be rough with me and tell me to mm. chug grapefruit juice, the battery <laughs> acid of juice, and then do squats, the grapefruit juice of exercise. <laughs> and like get that cupcake out of me. Mm. And there's like... This head, me, married the best heart, you. You're a brilliant head, too. Don't think... And, and, and Pete, you're, a, great you're a, a beautiful heart. But, like, you are such... This podcast has really helped me understand that we are co-hosts of a podcast called Life. And I'm always like, well, here's how to strategize and this and that. And you're like, or maybe you ate a cupcake and you put your hand on your chest <laughs> and you say, life is hard and something sweet feels nice. And that's beautiful. You gave me a line. So I, I'm, I'm working Thank this you idea. That, by the way. You're welcome. That I've had in my stand-up for a while. It goes back to the Pete Holmes show, which is about how I like thicker milkshakes. I think people that aren't skinny are beautiful. Mm. In fact, it's my, it's my great preference. I won't ruin the bit, but it's like I, when the lights are off, you know, it, it feels like a drafting table. It just feels hard. <laughs> it feels like a banister. I don't like tight healthy, like super healthy athletic bodies are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like Tempur-Pedic mattresses. I like soft and welcoming. And so does everybody when the lights are off. <laughs> when the lights are off. Like, you, it's it's from Pulp Fiction, too. He says it's a shame that the things that are beautiful to the eye aren't beautiful to the touch. Wow. And it's true. And I was like, I know Gwyneth Paltrow is beautiful, but the line is, when the lights are off, it sort of feels like Michael Phelps. Like, it's just like, it's, and that's an exaggeration for comedy. Now that we're on the podcast, I have to be like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'm joking. It's 100% a joke. All bodies are beautiful. And all bodies are beautiful. And her body is beautiful. And Michael Phelps' body is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there probably are people that when the lights are off, but that's the fun of, that like the feeling of athleticism. Yeah. I'm just trying to defend something that seems to be shamed more often, which is a soft body. Yes. That's why I feel validated and making extreme, now we're overanalyzing it, but making extreme comments because I'm like, this side is underserved Mm. and I'm trying to make the point that it's beautiful and that museums agree with me. Mm -hmm. Every Rubenesque people in paintings and sculptures, it was normal for thousands of years. And now we're like, you must look like you're ready for the Armageddon and that's yeah. that's fine. If you're super healthy, I love you. So I was going to do that bit. And then you said, you being my heart, <laughs> you might want to start with just a little disclaimer mm. and say, all bodies are beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll say that. I don't give a fuck. I'll say that. <laughs> so And then you said these other things about bodies. So I'm doing stand-up the other night. And I say... Oh, okay, I want to go into the all bodies are beautiful. I want to go into the I like thicker milkshakes bit. Mm. And then I just go, and this is something I heard you say to someone. And then you said it to me. I go, if you gained weight during the quarantine, go easy on yourself. Mm. Love your body. It does so much for you. And you just go around yelling at it. Mm. All bodies are beautiful. And everyone applauded. Oh, The whole 
It must have been 200 people. Everyone applauded. Oh, I love it. And I would have pegged this crowd as more of a juiced up kind of club crowd. Yeah. And I love a juiced up club crowd because they don't care at all when you're like, drafting table. They're like, more extreme. We love it. (laughs) But there they were being so tender. Mm. It was on Mother's Day, too. Mm. So there's something sweet in the air on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And it got this unexpected, unintended, unscripted, meaning I'm not like, they're going to love this. I'm like, just say this so everyone knows and everyone listening, athletic bodies are beautiful, of course. Yeah. Soft bodies are beautiful. Whatever you got, I promise you, someone is super fucking into it. Yeah. Like, I love it's that. exactly what they want. Yep. And back in, this was in the Pete Holmes show, back on the, in the Puritan times, you just had like 12 capable partners. Mm-hmm. And now we live in a time of the internet and you can find exactly what you're looking for and that's really exciting yeah more exciting is being the person that might not feel lovable and find the person that thinks you're the best thing in the world mm-hmm. i'll be honest i felt that i feel that way sometimes about my body i'm like i got a weird body i got boob shadow whatever it might be mm-hmm. and i believe you that you like my body mm, i love it and that changes how you walk you start walking <laughs> like a guy with a thousand dollars in his pocket you just sort of feel kind of good <laughs> yeah. about your body so all of that was to say uh I don't know. You're you're my you're this wonderful heart counselor, mm. and it can be good. There are times when I get really aggro, mm. and I want. And again, Tim Ferriss, genius. Yeah. I'm not putting down the four hour body. In fact, I'm saying when I read that thing about squats and grapefruit juice, I the male, the decisive, whatever you want to call it, part of me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying female. You get it. Uh, was like, fuck yeah, something to do. I'm buying little cans of grapefruit juice. I'm like, this is going to be me. Finally, I have like a a cyanide capsule in my molar. I have a plan. Yeah. I was watching the movie Nobody, which is great, by the way. It's like, uh, it's like John Wick, but um, a little bit funnier and a little bit more stylized and with Bob Odenkirk. I mean, you can't miss. But I was like, so many, the male issue seems to be I've been stripped of my power. And that's why we're, we'll never tire of movies, TV shows like Fargo, the Martin mm-hmm. Freeman season of Fargo, the movie Nobody, mm-hmm. John Wick, Jason Bourne. These are all stories of people that are like, I'm being forgotten. In Jason Bourne, he's forgetting himself. But in Fargo, he's like, everyone's bullying me. Mm-hmm. And nobody's like, everybody's bullying me. My wife doesn't respect me. We don't have sex anymore. My son thinks I'm a joke. Nobody likes me. And then it's like, or maybe I'm an FBI agent and I'm going to fuck up the world, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. So men, and we can be compassionate and loving and understanding to that, love those stories. Look at these myths we tell over and over that go like, you can enliven your power. Mm-hmm. You can become decisive. You can you can have effect on reality. Yeah. But as much as I love that, it needs to be balanced with a nice chat with you that goes like hand on heart. It's it's okay yeah. that you had a cupcake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? It's okay that you had a cupcake. Go no. easy on yourself. Well, I I appreciate all of that, and I feel like I know we we're gonna have to come to a close here soon. But I do think, obviously, I, I fully receive that. I tend to also really. Um, over in my own life, over appreciate the feminine and under appreciate the masculine. Um, so I'm just coming at it from what I'm about to say from that space of like, 
there's a way where I can now just talk about the virtues of masculinity that seems like I'm like, but no, masculine is better because blah, 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 blah. And I'm not doing that. Everything you just said, I really appreciate and it feels so lovely. And I just, uh, and I agree with it. And you have helped me see the value of masculine energy. Oh, don't get Pete started. <laughs> when you and me are in a car giving one of our I friends... I was just going to use that yeah, example. Advice. I think that there is... I, I really feel like I'm stepping into a character called Pete. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm a guy. Or whatever the and I enjoy, green lights are. You know I like... I've always loved when you are in, are in that space. Yeah. Like, I find it so refreshing... And so did she. So we were just, I, without giving any details, we were on a car trip with uh, our dear friend in the back seat. And she, we were just talking about, like, boundaries, essentially, or the lack of boundaries. And it's like somebody is, and it, this is our interpretation of it, but it's like somebody is um, wounding her over and over. <laughs> and she's like, but where's the love? And I want to, and like... Where is she, what she's saying about me? What where is that true? And where is it not? And there is an element where, like, a time and place where it's that all is very hand on the chest. It was all like they were. Uh, this woman was upsetting me, and but I need to. They are the universe, and I love them. And I was like, you blocked. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have my number? You blocked. Yeah. You fucked up my day. You blocked. Yeah. Why are we even talking? Yes. Like sometimes. The acts of decisive, I don't want to call it masculine, the act, because I know women in my life that have given me that pep talk. Well, this isn't, by the way, male or yeah, female, yeah, yeah. any not, of that's this. That's why I want so to be So I would say that is masculine energy, and there are plenty of women that sure. have plen- plenty that's of right. that energy. That just go like, sometimes you need that friend. I need that friend. Yeah. That go, you go like, I called this person who I know hates me, and they were mean to me. Mm-hmm. I need the friend that goes, why are you calling them? Yeah. Why are you calling them? Yeah. At a certain point, you go, this isn't working. Uh-huh. This isn't nice. You blocked. <laughs> you blocked. You blocked. Hashtag, you blocked. <laughs> There's nothing wrong about it. Yeah. What was my... Oh, there was a good example. Fuck my face. I can't think of it. But it's just like, it's not mean to go like, this isn't working like like we don't have to govern everything just like a like a a house with no locks and everyone and anything can come in and just fuck up your shit at any time because you know that the world is love and we're all one consciousness yeah Yeah, we're all one consciousness and some of these motherfucking consciousness is really (laughs) fucking up my day in such a way that i can't (laughs) even enjoy my family because i'm just replaying what you said to me absolutely Absolutely. hashtag you blah i mean it's so perfect and it really is like (laughs) you know it's it i think what you're saying is it it feels very unloving to maybe put up a boundary uh, uh, from someone like that but it's being loving towards that's, yourself that's what i was trying to remember yeah why does everyone get love except everyone deserves you. love <laughs> yeah. except you right and i think you're blocked <laughs> it's very noble <laughs> to use what other people say to you to reflect upon find the truth in it uh, use that to as information. Uh, we talk about that all the time. That's a, lo- a large part of, of Byron Katie's work is like the turnaround of even taking your own negative beliefs about someone else and seeing how that's true about you. There is a place for that. 
But that doesn't mean that you have to allow in every single person's opinion about you, you and your actions and your behavior and and assume that they are correct and let it into your system. There is a an appropriate and a wise and a skillful way to just say you block. You block. Because if you don't you block, what you end up doing is opening a whole can of worms of dealing it's like a little fire. Yeah. That you're just like, I can let this little fire into my house and you put it on the couch and you go, Don't touch the curtains. Then you go and try and get it two cans of spindrift. You come back and the curtains are on fire. <laughs> Guess whose fault that is? Yeah. You. Yeah. A little fire knocks on your door, and go, sorry, this is a house. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna let you in the house right now. This is a house you blocked. <laughs> This is a house you blocked. You blocked. The example I, I gave, I remember now, is whenever I go to Denver, it, it's actually not Denver. I'm changing the facts. But whenever I go to Denver, maybe in this hypothetical example, there'd be somebody who I used to know that is that is annoying, and she would, would text and be like, let's get lunch. Why, like, the loving all-oneness would be like, yeah, let's get lunch. You are God. You are a child of God. You are me. Mm. This is a beautiful thing. I have an opportunity. What would love have me do? Yeah. But what that person is draining and, 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 and sort of, like, remembers an old version of me from high school that I don't need to be reminded of. So it can be loving to just say, what's, an, what's a more appropriate way? Do you want to come to the show? Mm-hmm. You can come to the show. But we don't need, you know, when it comes to a, a four-hour lunch, you're blocked. Yeah. That's so funny because I, I think... Every that, detail of that example was fake, by the way. I just, I don't know why. That's why it sounded so labored. I just, I don't want anybody to feel weird. Oh, this is a different one. You're blocked. I was, I started to read what I was going to read um, as our little quote. And I was like, I think this is making the exact opposite point of you blocked. <laughs> so I to double check. Um Oh, you blocked. I, I, I'm so sorry. You should keep talking because I'm trying to find this. Well, we have to wrap up. We're out of here. We should read a poem. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) You blocked. You blocked. You blocked. Um, maybe it was just this like little moment. It's, I thought it was like a bigger poem. It's just like a, maybe this is just a part of a bigger poem. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. Finding. I will restate why does everyone why is everyone in the universe a child of God who deserves love and support and comfort and peace except you. That that bears restating. I'm also I'm really jiving on Eckhart Tolle talking about pain bodies. Yeah. Where there's a part of us that wants pain, mm-hmm. that feels comfortable in pain, uh-huh. that likes drama, that yeah. likes the person bothering them to have lunch when they're in a certain city or whatever. And and until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Yeah. That's Carl Jung from Existential Kink. And it's and until you make your pain body conscious, the part of you that is unworthy, that's angry, that's wounded, that's rageful, that's scared, that's jealous, that's mm-hmm. ugly, that's petty, that's mean, until you make that conscious, you'll keep attracting fucked up relationships, fucked up friendships, mm. fucked up work situations, fucked up nights. And at least 
one coping strategy is to find the part of you that's like, wait, I like this. I like this. Yeah. I don't like being bored. I don't like being quiet. This is good. Yeah. That's why I keep letting the fire in my house. It knocks on my door and I play the game where I go, not again, flame. And it goes, I promise you fucking like it. That, that, that could be one step, but a better step is to go, no, I, I deserve good mm. love. Mm. I deserve mm-hmm. good comfort. I deserve better friends. I deserve better partners. That's loving to you. Yeah. And you're part of this too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. I found it and it is short. I want to just give a little bit of context for this that I really was feeling um, as we're kind of returning to life. Everybody that we know and love is vaccinated, basically. So we're starting to see friends. I've I've been able to hug my friends in the last couple of weeks for the first time in over a year. Uh, I'm just remembering how fun uh, life can be and how what a value fun is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and so I'm really just sort of in this place where I'm I'm realizing that to open and to allow for fun and joy is just as important as being able to open to and allow your uncomfortable feelings and your pain, if not more important. Um, And so I just have been reflecting on that a lot lately where it's like, it doesn't only have to be the hard work of healing. It's, it's that's, there's a time and a place for that. And you also are allowed to just like enjoy your life whenever and wherever you can make friends with the present moment. Yeah. And do it. I'm doing it right now. Every time I think of it, just say this, this moment is my friend. Yeah. Everything shifts. And that is really uh, applicable to this poem. So this is Rumi. Rumi. And it's very short, but very powerful. Okay. Sometimes you hear a voice through the door calling you as a fish out of water. hears the waves. Come back, come back. This turning toward what you deeply love saves you. Like a fish hearing the waves? (laughs) I know. Get into my life. Turning toward what you deeply love. Everybody try to turn toward what you deeply love. Even if it's like bowling (laughs) or (laughs) rollerblading. (laughs) Bowling felt personal. I just did a pilot about bowling. Oh, yeah. We're hoping to hear soon. I hope so. Put out some pause vibes for old PD to have a show picked up. That'd be fun. Uh, Yeah, I hear you. Whatever. That's right. It doesn't all have to be scary. It doesn't all have to even be seemingly externally uh, spiritual is what I'm trying to say. The great Rob Bell said to me, if it's ser- just because it's service, service doesn't have to suck. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we grow up thinking if it's service, it's supposed to suck. Or if it's spiritual work, it's supposed to suck. There's a bliss to it. Yeah. There's yeah. a bliss to going, yeah, blocked. I need, I need some equanimity. Yeah. Yeah. And there is this, like, of course, life is, is hard. The, the, the reality of this life is that it is hard and that there's pain and suffering. But we also make things a lot harder very often because we think that that's what we deserve. So there is the allowing for things that are just hard and there is the recognizing of uh, ways that we might be making things harder and just like allow for yourself to to give yourself a break yeah, and to do something fun and give some tenderness in, uh, to yourself 
by just like enjoying whatever you can whenever you can. That was me watching Nobody last night. Watching an action movie isn't isn't exactly spiritual, but I loved it. Yeah. I was home alone for the first time and I can't remember how long. Yeah. And I was like, I should meditate. I should like go deep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I asked my body and it was like, I'd really like, I'd just like to do something we really, because I can meditate with you. Yeah. But I, not that you wouldn't watch Nobody, but like, you're yeah, usually just, not really into you. that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to watch that. And it was the right choice. And I went to bed at 9.30. And it was the fucking best. Amazing. You blocked. You blocked. I love that step. Whatever, if anything we're talking about, like if you are recognizing, as I recognize, there is a part of you, there is a little mischievous, wicked side of you that likes to set up shit situations for you because you like the drama. Don't feel judged. Feel seen. Feel solidarity. And just put that, you don't even have to stop, but just put that one step where you can walk one step away from it, turn around and look at it. Yep. Because that is a crucial step. That's beautiful. One step. One step. Hashtag. You blocked. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. We love this. Thanks for doing it. Sorry we only had uh, basically an hour or so. Yeah. But we love doing it, so we didn't want to miss it. So here it is. All right. Keep it crispy. Y'all.